Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the HLP. This week, I would like to invite you all once again to join our Discord. We're 155 episodes in, and if you haven't joined our Discord yet, we would love if you would. We enjoy talking to everybody on our Discord, and we like hearing all the different questions and comments, and honestly, just what's going on in your guys' lives. It's fun. Uh, We have a great community, a really fun community. I think people are active at all hours of the day and night. So trust me when I say you will find someone who is willing to talk to you about anything Pathfinder TTRPG or honestly just life. So if you want to join that kind of community and you would like to get more maybe behind the scenes information, talk about the episodes, have some conversations about Pathfinder, ask some questions about Zone of Truth in our Discord, there is a link to join our Discord in this episode description. So feel free to go ahead and click that and join our Discord if you have not already. That's all I have for this week. So I welcome you now to episode 155, Gateway Gug. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 155. And apparently the baby's alive. Yay! I don't know how. Allegedly, according to this alien creature, the baby's alive. Does an alien creature know what a baby is? Absolutely not. But you're going after it anyway. Before we get there, what's everybody drinking? We have a group drink this week. Emily, you want to tell us about it? We do. We are drinking a Searing Light. This is a tequila, cherry juice, lime juice, triple sec. We also put some cherry liqueur in there as well. Okay. And some simple syrup. This was suggested by Ellie. Nice. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. That's pretty pleasant. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty good. I would like to say this is the first drink I think we've ever had that was actually made by a bartender. Yeah. Yes. We've had bartender recommendations, but never an actual bartender making our drinks. Yes. I think it made a difference. It was made with love. She did insist on using the correct ingredients, which, you know, that's that's a big new thing for us. (laughs) (laughs) And the right quantity. Yeah, having correct quantities is the real big new thing. I think we should also explain to the people listening where we got this bartender from. Oh, yeah, that's my mom. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) My mom's a bartender. She's visiting and she saw me begin to make the drink and she immediately said, are you sure you want me? Don't want me to take over? Are you sure you want to do that? (laughs) Is that something you want to be doing or should I take over? She proceeded to make every drink. It turned out well. Uh, Yeah, it, it, it tastes good. And they also look really nice, too. Yeah. That's some good pictures. Yeah, that's, that's also a, you know, one in ten drinks yes. scenario. She did mm-hmm. insist pretty heartily that we garnish it correctly. And then I don't think we did. 
Uh, we no, did for one Instagram. We didn't garnish it with a cherry. She was quite frustrated that uh, uh, on the method in which we used to garnish, which was pretty rough. Did you say what's in this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed it. I was too busy drinking it. <laughs> it was so good. Well, I have a sidearm because I just finished mine. Drinking a mango white claw. Anybody else have anything interesting? I do. I have a Brewdog Lightspeed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, great light uh, for as light as Brewdog can go and very summery, drinkable. We ordered uh, food right before this. Yeah. And so I also ordered a cocktail to be delivered. A delivery cocktail. Yeah, which was kind of a new experience um, for me. But it was really good. Uh, it's it's grog. Grog. Mm. Solid drink for this part of the adventure. Yeah. Well, I'm trying something new today, if you guys are curious. Um, this is a sidearm. It prides itself as America's classic <laughs> premium beer born in the land of sky blue waters. This is a ham's. Guys, I haven't had hams in a really long time. Found some tall boys. Uh, still are missing that elusive 30 rack back at the grocery store, but got a couple sixers. So you know what that means? I'm going to be a bad boy tonight. Oh, I thought it meant something else. It's been, it's been about, what, 80 episodes? It's been a long time. I don't know if I'm ready to bring back the slurp. You got a hams. I know. All right. But I don't know if I'm ready for okay. it. People Take are going to hate time. me for it, but I, I take your I time. I it's your to, thing. I need to be ready for it. It's your thing. I'm not going to force it on you. I I took it away. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, you got anything? Just your regular drink? No, I'm just Nothing enjoying. Pickly. So surprisingly enough, no new pickle beers have appeared in the fridge. I think they're gone for good. It's a sad day. I'm going to have to find some more next Rick's time. Rick's put him in his golf bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding the- me? How warm my uh, golf bag gets? On the eighth hole, warm, <laughs> warm pickle beer for, Yum. The, for the eighth. you never been round in the eighth hole and been like, man, I want a briny alcoholic cocktail <laughs> I think I'm ready under, for under the sun. I mean, uh, Bloody Mary in the morning, maybe, but. And the pickle, pickle beer is pickle beer at the eighth hole. You need that pickle beer chaser. Why do you guys keep saying eighth hole? That's the right hole for pickle beer. Okay. Yeah, don't you know? <laughs> don't, <laughs> wow. Wow. Is this guy even golf? <laughs> yes, okay. So. Tiger Woods said it once. <laughs> Endorsed by Tiger Woods, pickle beer. Heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was back when Tiger was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we need to roll off, right, gang? Yeah. Do a new round. Real middle of the road at 12. Yeah. 16, I think I'm okay. 15. 14. What? Three. Okay. Uh, I was like, hang on. (laughs) Somebody. Real middle of the road at 12. You lose. (laughs) Get your good uh, rolls out early. Next episode's going to be an eighth hole or... That's what Tiger would have said. Mm. Brooks wouldn't know, though. Only true golf fans. Only true golf fans, like the rest of us here at the table. (laughs) Have you? You've never had an Arnold Palmer half pickle beer? Come on, pickle brine. There's no way he knows who all Arnold (laughs) Palmer. You're right. You're right. right. (laughs) Who? (laughs) 
Good old Arnie with his half pickle beer, half pickle brines. I I think that's what he's known for. It is. If, yeah. If you, I think Arizona makes a version of it. I've I've had one, but I think it was skunky at the time. Yeah, it probably tasted too sweet because they they contaminated it with something gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that mango beer. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh. an unpleasant experience. Well, speaking of unpleasant experiences. You guys head deeper and deeper into the scum tunnels. Last time our heroes rested, they found several items on Lorna on Diomede, and they met a strange fungal brain creature named Uggle. <laughs> easy to pr- pronounce, easy to remember. Stunning personality. Yeah, who who interviewed you guys uh, and didn't seem to attack you, but did let you know that uh, the small human, I think he referred to it as, was taken deeper into these caves to an area where a creature he called a gug was living uh, that had been experimented on. And he said the baby was left with that creature, which is not a good sign. He tasked you with uh, going in there, showing your stuff, seeing what you could do against a gug, and that's where we find you. Just out of curiosity, does he have any relationship to the uh, creature, Mister Ugugug? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> He was my cousin. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think he had told you last time, and if he didn't, he's not from this planet. This creature is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which honestly really just makes me question more what, what this creature could be. Well, you could make me a knowledge dungeoneering on a gug before you go face it. Okay, yeah, I, I can't. Sure. Ray's going to try to aid Matumbe. Yeah, definitely going to aid. Got some dungeon ears. Oh, yeah. Freya definitely aids. I rolled really well. I actually don't. <laughs> I was going to say it's the three dungeon ears, <laughs> but unfortunate. With an aid, assuming this is a monster, mm-hmm. that comes out to a 31. A 31 mm-hmm. would get you three questions about this thing. All right. And assuming we're going to fight this later, I will. Bank the six I rolled on the inspiration die because I rolled a natural two. All right, uh, special defenses right off the rip. It's immune to disease and poison. Did you just sigh over there, Emily? It's immune to disease. <laughs> yeah. Frey hears this. She just kind of lowers her head, puts her gloves on, puts her gloves back on. <laughs> Typhoid Freya over there. Uh, I'll give this to you as a part of defenses. It has blind fight. Cool. Got some other stuff for me? Special abilities. Special abilities. For Gug, you know that they have combat reflexes. Uh, they're really good at bull rushing. And they can lunge out at you. You also know they have the ability to climb. They have a climb speed. And have the ability called compression, 
which allows them to move through an area as small as one quarter of its space without squeezing, or one eighth of its space when squeezing. So it can move into these really tight spaces. It's kind of creepy that way. Anything else? You said it has lunge as lunge, well? Lunge, yeah, so it can reach further than its reach. Compression, immune to disease and... Poison. Poison. I it's have good an at idea. Rushing. I have an fight. idea. And blind fight. An octopus. <laughs> it's a gug. Yes. Are, are you? Are your ideas on what it is? I mean, if it's of this, it's, it's a gut. I mean, yeah, it is. But I'm picturing an octopus. Okay, okay, I hear you now. Hmm. Okay, I know a little bit about gugs. You're very close on the limbs, but not quite there. Um, how about four away? <laughs> well, it's got two legs. Oh yeah, I guess two away. Um, let's do. Give me a weakest save. Let's get me with one of them. Weakest save is reflex. Tumbe will relay this to the rest of the party. But that's that's about it. I think it may be time for us to proceed forward. Armed with knowledge. Okay. There's a passage up ahead. Hagagol would uh, tell you to bank left. And why don't you make me a perception check here? It is dark, so it, the, there, none of the parts of this cavern are illuminated. However, as you get further this direction, it seems that the magical or technological lighting is not present. If it looks like darkness is going to be a problem, I would definitely cast light on my book. But of course, that has a not very far radius. Right. So. Nineteen. Twenty-three. 21. 37. You can all hear the faint crying of an infant coming from down this passage. It's dark. Uh, if you if you round the corner, it actually gets really tight here. It's like three feet wide, but everything is still 20 to 30 feet high. Even in this really tight passage, it seems like a kind of like a crevasse. Well, we know what he uses his compression ability for. Just getting around. All right. I think I think we gotta go. Gotta go. Well, uh, we didn't ask creatures. We did not. All right. Fine. All right. Uh, let's proceed down this narrow pathway. I assume Matumbe is not in front. Probably Air Bear. Eclipse Matumbe Freya. As you enter the passage, you see in this room, this room's nearly a 40 by 40 cavern, all naturally formed. And you see bones and the remains of rotten carcasses that litter the floor and the smell of wet fur hangs heavy in the air. The baby is atop a strange cobbled-together pile of bones in the center of the room, crying. You don't see anything else here. Does the baby look to be in trouble, besides being on a pile of bones? No. 
just appears to be crying. Freya's going to be nudging Matumbe from behind. Lista. We must move forward with caution. All right. Matumbe uh, nudges Eclipse. Hey, Eclipse. Freya says we need to move faster. Can you tell their bear? Yeah, yeah. Eclipse would uh, nudge their bear. Get going. The way the baby is set, uh, presented like that, it is a little too perfect. Yeah, I agree, but I have a feeling we're going to have a dwarf that's about to ram through us to go get to the baby. Eclipse, what's Airbear saying up there? I'll tell Freya. (laughs) (laughs) Airbear doesn't want to go into the room. Hey, Freya, Airbear doesn't want to go into the room. We have to save the baby. All right, I'll let her know. Eclipse can't <laughs> <laughs> We need to save the baby. Pray from behind you. What is everyone talking about? Also, Matumbe, it looks like a trap. Hmm. There's, there's no monster in there, just a baby. I have trap finding. But can you see... Not very far. (laughs) What if you cast light on something else and then throw it in? Hmm. I could cast light on you and you could walk in. I could shoot an arrow in. Hmm. I've heard worse ideas. I prefer the arrow. I have a bag of marbles I could throw in. That sounds like a trip hazard. Okay, we have two, one marble. two, two <laughs> votes for arrow, one vote for marble. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will also vote for marble. So <laughs> 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 All right. All right, I'll cast light on a marble. Oh, okay. All right. He voted All right, for marble. All right, cool. You throw it in and yeah. um, everyone else has dark vision, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Matumbe, you see this awful thing when the marble flies into the room. It just illuminates all these bony corpses on the floor around the baby. Everybody else could see these, but Matumbe, now you can see them. (laughs) So, it looks like a much worse situation. Are we talking like actual skeletons or? Yeah, it looks like corpses that have been picked clean, some scum, some otherwise. Got it. Okay, what if I use my boots, I run in super fast, and then just run right out? If Eclipse uh, covers the door while I am running in there, and the rest of you behind. And then we all run away with the screaming baby? Yes, something like that. I mean, we... Well, I see now the... I would like to see how far you would go before something happened. Can you... Are you able to go fast over bones? That feels like difficult terrain, maybe? But luckily, we have freedom of movement. Okay. Let's, uh... Let's see how fast this uh, rat can go. All right. I'll activate my boots of speed. Cool. You run in. Yeah. That takes an action. Picking the baby up would take another action. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So you're in there. Uh-oh. When the rest of you see at the top of the passage, 
a creature that looks very much like the Stranger Things Demogorgon. Its arms extend to the elbow and then split into two forearms, and its mouth opens from the sides and up and down like a disgusting toothy flower. Its drool just drips down at you, and the area in the room... Barry, you can see it. The stalagmites at the ceiling turn to mush. And uh. this cascade of mud falls down on you. Steve, we have a convenient 20-foot area. Yeah, this little plastic transparent radius yeah. thing that we can use. Let's make air bear the edge of that. And the rest of it extends towards the tunnel, leaving the baby out of it. Oh. Hey, Bear, go ahead and make me a reflex save. 26. Okay. The mud falls all around you, coating you and crushing you. Dealing 12 points of damage since you succeeded. That entire area is difficult terrain for those of you who do not have freedom of movement. It's five feet deep. That's deeper than me! <laughs> Swimming through mud. And that's the, uh, that's the Gug's surprise action. So now let's roll for initiative. You notice something very disconcerting, Matumbe. Yeah? Gugs can't cast spells. No, that was not listed in all of those very fun things that you listed off earlier. However, something called a Gug Savant can. Ooh. I'd like to roll on that when I get the chance to learn something more about that. Matumbe, what's your initiative here? 10. 10. How about Freya? Also a 10. Oh, not overly worried Ooh. about that baby, huh? Air Bear. Well, we need to figure out who's going first. My, <laughs> my modifier is a 5. 6. Got Okay. Air Bear has a 16 initiative. Eclipse. 7. You guys are sluggish. Uh, the mud. I the suppose. Mud. I don't have freedom of movement. It's going to take me, like, three rounds to get relevant in this combat. I only has 20-foot move speed. Ooh. Don't worry, you'll be plenty of relevant. The Gug is up on the ceiling with its climb speed right in front of the rest of the party. It was just waiting for Air Bear to enter the room. Oh, so it's like squeezed in the tunnel? Yeah. Ooh, that's very creepy. Remember I said it's like a crevasse? Yeah. This thing squeezed like a disgusting spider. What oh. did I say? That's why it has the compression ability. I said that. Uh, go ahead and put it up in the air. If you want to just give it one of the, You don't have to give it the full thing. Just give it the riser. It can't fly, so it's not oh. going to be like dynamically. Also, Emily, you have silence, right? Spell. Not prepared. Darn it. Yeah. Small human. 
would probably want that if we have to navigate through Nathalgu. I can remove fear from the child. <laughs> Easy enough. Actually, that might be a really good call. Yeah. But, uh. We'll figure we'll it out when we get there. Okay. This should be enough to get everybody but. Uh, well, I want to do that. Yeah, so out in the area you guys are in, stones erupt from the ground. <laughs> you guys thought you could get out of the. It's in pretty hole. much all of the area outside of this cavern, so don't worry about it for the purposes of uh, marking it down. It's it basically stops where the mud starts. This is a spell called Spike Stones. So anybody moving through this area is going to take damage. For those of you without freedom of movement, you can only move through this area at half speed. Even if you have freedom of movement, you will take damage moving through this area, although you can move at full speed if you fail a reflex save. If you fail that reflex save and take damage, your speed is removed is reduced by half for 24 hours. 20, 20, oh, 24 hours. God. What? If we don't move, do we not take damage? If you don't move, you don't take damage. Okay. So I haven't had you roll anything okay. right now. And then the gug crawls across the ceiling. And above Air Bear. We made a huge mistake here. Yeah, this... This is sucking pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. Air Bear, you're up. You have picked up the baby. I'm gonna run away. Through this mud. Okay. This guy can reach you. Uh Alright. I'll I'll take that AOL. Are you gonna attempt an acrobatics? with the baby and move lower. Also, what's your encumbrance like? Baby's a healthy baby. Let's say... How, how heavy is like a six-month-old baby? I don't know, ten? No. No. Newborns can be that. Oh, yeah, probably yeah, it should be like at that at pounds. birth. Yeah, like at least pounds. 20. Uh, 16 to 17 pounds. We'll call it an even 20. <laughs> okay. She's got those Michelin Man rolls on her legs. <laughs> good good and healthy. Good and healthy. That's good. Hold on, let me, uh, let me add it. You're I, probably I'm fine. currently but... carrying a light load. Yeah. So I can't imagine that this is, uh, it should tell going you to overdo it. What you're load limits are if you click into edit gear up at the very top it should tell you how much you're carrying and then there's like a number slash a number slash a number oh I am carrying 24.125 pounds and what's your light load limit 24.75 what's your your heavy load limit 49.5 Okay, so you are just barely below your heavy load limit. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Griffin, where in the gear can I find a six-month-old baby? <laughs> uh, it's actually if you go to the wondrous items, 
<laughs> Spotless. Ch- child, of childbirth is a miracle. <laughs> miracle. <laughs> Artifact. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you can find something so, that's around 20, just something that gets you into your medium load is fine. Consumable? You just put like Consumable. 20. Consumable! That might be the best air bear joke I've heard yet. This baby is a consumable. <laughs> Uh, if you eat it, I'll let you regain health. <laughs> Freya would never forgive you. What a, what a dark moment. Air Bear swallows this child as we all watch. He just puts it in his cheek pouch. <laughs> it goes across the mud. This is Starfinder, and the 20 pounds is less than a bulk, which I don't think it uh, is. It's too bulk, I think. Yeah. Unfortunate. But you can get an expanded cheek pouch to hold mm. more bulk. You could just add 20 torches to your page. Or just, you know, custom gear and then set the... Ah, yeah, that works too. Add gear, custom gear, and then set the... Custom gear, make sure... Add the baby as a bond with... Not edible baby. Non-edible baby. All right, fine. It's going in the (laughs) non-edible section. (laughs) I I didn't equip it to my pantry. (laughs) It's not in my refrigerated bag of holding. I already had something in my breakfast slot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh boy. Okay, so being medium encumbered reduces your speed to 20 feet. Well, from 20 to... You're normally at 20, right? Normally, yes, but I am hasted. Right, so you would have 40 feet of movement. I believe being encumbered reduces your speed by 10. So you would have 20 feet of movement with haste. All right. I, uh, acrobatics? You can only move half speed at acrobatics. You still want to do that? No. I would like to just eat the AOO, hope there's no sort to of grab. See, the, well, and he, he can't be lunch. grappled. Oh, perfect, so, yeah. He does have yeah, lunch, can't. though. But that doesn't matter. I think he can only hit you once, only hit you once during the movement. For the same yeah. type of action, which is just running away, even if it's several different even if provoking you do, yeah. squares. Sure. Well, unfortunately, I think that probably will hit you. Thirty-four. Oh yeah, I assume does. 16 points of damage as this weird floral mouth stretches down from the ceiling and just chomps you on the shoulder. But you may now move full extent of your movement. Are you moving twice or just once? You have 20 feet with haste. Oh yeah. I'll move twice. Ready to need a reflex save from you? 28. 28. Okay, so the the moving through has no save. You take five points of damage. Because you took damage, you had to take a reflex save to avoid being injured and being hobbled, basically. Guys, this is one 20-foot square per level, so it's all of this. Just assume every square you move through. Okay. That's our bear's turn. Freya, you're up. See this gug on the ceiling hanging down one arm. Well, I guess one arm split into two forearms, just like 
reaching almost near, nearly to the floor from the ceiling. That is absolutely horrifying. As she's staring into this chamber filled with bones. She's able to see it, then she should be able to target it with her longbow, correct? I'm gonna say from where you are, it's gonna get a ton of cover because you're around a bend, but yeah, you could fire at it. Oh, and seeking only helps with concealment, concealment, not with cover. And it's a reflex save to move? Moving will automatically deal damage. Those that are damaged must make a reflex save to avoid being hobbled. Well, I think we do need to kill this creature, put it out of its misery. So Freya is, she moves so that she can get a better line of sight straight down the narrow tunnel that leads into the room. So there's less cover. You move? That was 10 feet, which is her half speed right now. It takes seven points of damage. Go ahead and make me a reflex save. 22? You're good. Oh. All right, so Freya moved. Then with deadly aim, she shoots for her longbow. All right. Give it a shot. 30. 30? You have moved to mitigate the cover? That's a hit. Yes, the move was worth it. 15 points of damage. Solid hit. Matumbe, you're up. There is so much difficult terrain between us and this creature. A considerable amount. Getting there is going to be very difficult because it's going to take a lot of time. I don't know if we should just kite this thing out. I understand that it has a lot of space that it did its um, harmful stone thing on... But like it can't, I can't imagine that it can do that like around corners. I don't know if we need to kite this thing out and around into another room to pull it out of this room, but this is a really bad situation to try and fight this thing where it is. And we can, if you, if that's what you guys want to do, but this is going to be a slog. Leaving is also going to be a slog though, for those of us that don't have freedom of movement and having to save every time we take damage. And then Nathalgu. Right, but that's not going to change this entire combat. It w- it'll be difficult for the f- you know a couple rounds while we get out, but then we'll be fighting this thing on even terms if it follows us. I think the issue you have is that everything outside of this room now is these spikes. Every five feet you move through is a D8 of damage. So if you continue down the corridor, you're, you know, if you move 30 feet, that's going to be 68 points of damage. Yeah, I guess. So just keep that in mind. You could certainly retreat, but this thing's got 200 squares or 10 times 20 foot square of this terrain. So yeah, I'll just searing light it. Like this is my only range spell. If you want to do, we could try to dispel magic. If you want to do like a spell craft or something to know whether that's even possible, because Freya has dispel magic prepared. And it's not a a guarantee, not a guarantee that it would even work if it's possible, but I feel like you're probably the best person to know if that's even feasible. 
If not, I could try. All right, yeah, let me give that a try. Uh, spellcraft is going to be a 30 to understand what's going on with this spell. Yeah, that should do it. You could dispel it. All right. Freya, this may be something you may want to remove. Um, I'd also like to learn a little bit more about this Gug Savant stuff. So I'd like to roll, what is that? Knowledge something? It's still engineering. Still engineering, okay. All right, let's see what we got here. 33. That's three questions. I kind of don't really know what to ask. For I mean, I could just tell you yeah. what the difference between it and a Gug Perfect. is. Yeah. A Gug Savant has uh, multiple spell-like abilities per day. Mm-hmm. You've seen some of them being cast. It's got invisibility, uh, spike stones, transmute rock to mud, unholy blight. In addition, it's got a rend with those claws, and it's a little bit hardier. But that, those are the basic differences. Okay. It's also more intelligent, I guess, um, and so its will save is higher. Got it. All right, well, I don't have a whole lot of choices here. I'm just going to raise up the book, and a big purple beam of light is going to shoot at this creature. Sure. All right, this is a touch attack. I didn't hear spell resistance earlier, so I'm not rolling it unless you tell me otherwise. Oh, my fucking God. Natural one. Oh, body. Fucking oh. nonsense. Yeah, that misses, unfortunately. Next in the order is Eclipse. Okay, with with the way that the ground is right now... I'm going to cast haste on everybody. Okay. That's helpful. Sounds good. You moving at all? No. Okay. Any move equivalents you'd like to do? Uh, no. No swift? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to cover all our bases. Uh, back at the top of the round, now that you guys are clustered back up, this creature casts Unholy Blight on all of you. What's that do, Griffin? I need a will save from everybody, including the baby. Uh, oh, <laughs> baby's dead. The baby. Okay, well, the baby was pointless to save, apparently. It was. Uh, does one of you want to roll for the baby? Sure. Well, does Freya want to? I'll roll and use my lucky die baby's for both of us. Carried. Um, I'm going to apply the plus four that you would normally get from a familiar being in your shit uh, to the baby. I'm, I'm supporting its neck, though. Yeah. And head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I got natural 20. Okay. You still take... I think you still take damage. If it's a spell, I think it is. Probably do. Mm-hmm. 27. 27 is a save. Freya got a 23, and for the baby, I rolled an 11, and then whatever modifiers. Okay. I have an 18. 18 is a success. However, the baby goes limp in your arms. (gasps) Oh, no. Freya, you see this? This wave of negative energy just kind of course over everybody. Matumbe, you will take a quarter of this damage. Eclipse, you will take no damage. Airbear, you will take half damage. Freya, you will take half damage. Okay. Airbear, Freya, you take 13 points of damage. Matumbe, you take 6 points of damage. 
babies are burn neutral. It has gone limp, but it is not at negative con because all creatures start with 10 con. Does Freya still have stone shape? Uh, No, she would have used it this morning to get us out of the room that she stone shaped us into. And I only had that one prepared. That makes sense. The Gug Savant then moves 20 feet towards you, climbing across the ceiling. 20 feet, you said? Yeah. Bear, bear. You feel the life leaving this baby. It's your turn. So, uh, dropping a carried object is a free action. Don't you drop this baby in all of these pokey stones. (laughs) It won't move, though, so don't worry about that. (laughs) Entering one of the squares does deal the damage. Oh, no. Dear God. Just pass it back to Eclipse, and then she'll pass it back to Freya, right? Yeah, do your dumb little 10-minute whisper down the lane thing again. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Pass it to uh, the person who's got whoopsie fingers. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Eclipse can't retrieve a stone, baby. (laughs) It's a full round action for her. (laughs) If the baby goes limp and we can all see it, Matumbe will speak up. Give me the child. I will protect it. Because I know you want to do this, Emily. I know Freya wants to do this, but I cannot express how ineffective I am going to be in this combat <laughs> with th- without my one ranged spell. However, what I do have, because I have the Book of the Raven, is a bunch of spontaneous cures. I can save this child and be good for nothing else. Okay. Whereas you can be very effective. Okay. So, uh... Bay, you haven't done anything with your book. Book stowed? I can free action drop my shield. Okay. If I need like a, a you hand need to, a free hand yeah. to hold the. So baby. I can drop the book. Yeah, I, 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 no, the. But um, I, I'll let you. Shield. I'll let you pass the baby off if you're adjacent as a move action. See, we're not adjacent, and I really want uh, to use my move action to uh, get out the device, Mister Croon, or. Uh, Ooh, I like that. What I will say is that you are not, because of freedom of movement, you can take a five-foot step here and still use your move action to draw something. So if you wanted to take a five-foot step to Matumbe, you certainly could. Where? Is that a square? Oh, no. There's not much in most of its wall. Well, if Matumbe yells out to you that he'll grab the baby, you could just delay if you wanted to. You know, everyone else is between you and the Gug, so if you need a spot to move or you need him to move up or you need Eclipse to get the hell out of the way. Air Bear will look back over his shoulder. Matumbe, I and the baby, and Air Bear will say, I don't know what to do with this thing. Please take it so that I can get the device out. On my way. (laughs) And I delay. All right, Freya, you're up next. All right, Matumbe gave her great information that dispel magic is possible. Yes. So 
she is going to try to end the uh, spike stones. Spike stones here. Sure. Uh, so, whew, D20 plus my caster level. And what is it against? The DC is 11 plus the spell's caster level. Okay. Oh boy, I rolled a 19, so that is a 29. Yeah. All right. 29. You needed a 21. Oh, yeah. And so the difficult, spiky terrain surrounding everybody fades. That is nice. Oh, so nice. As her move action, Freya, with the spikes gone, plants her feet into the earth and activates her boots of the earth. Oh, it gets a little fast healing. Yeah. Matumbe. All right, so I'm just trying to work out exactly how I want to spend the action economy here to make this work most effectively. So Air Bear needs to give it to Matumbe with a move action, right? So what Matumbe can do is move over 10 feet to be right next to Air Bear, then drop his shield to get a free hand, and then... I'll let you use a move action to grab it if you want. Just like it would be one move action for him to give it to you. I can do that, but that doesn't stabilize or heal the baby is, is my thing. I don't know. It could be a negative nine right now. I don't know. Very true. Yeah. So what I what I want to do is move, drop, and then burn a second level spell to spontaneously cast Cure Mod into this baby. I don't know how far it's down. Okay. Go for it. I know this hurts Air Bear's action economy a little bit, but truly we do not know how close to death this baby is. I appreciate your level of concern. Thank you, Emily. I mean, this baby's fine. I got 20 points of healing into this kid. And this is something Matumbe's never done before. Yeah, that puts the baby from negative 9 of 10. (gasps) Ah, I told ya! To alive. That's a Harrow card, my friend. Thank you, Griffin. Nice. I really thought that that was just me being a good person, not it actually being practical. I didn't think he actually was at negative nine out of 10, but holy crap, my heart's beating so fast now. All right, that is a neutral hero card. It's called the Courtesan. Um, This card is this kind of creepy pointed eared three-eyed person who's smiling. It's got boils all over its uh, shaved head, peering from behind a mask, looking suggestive into the into the viewer's frame of vision. Okay, the baby is healed up. Matumbe has dropped his shield. He is ready to accept the child. Would you like to act, Air Bear? Yes. Okay. Do what you're gonna do. Pass the baby off as a move action. Draw the device as another move action. That's right. Okay. You have the device in hand. And fortunately, Horace Kroon taught you how to use it, taught the whole group how to use it. So on your next turn. Yeah, my next turn. Clips. Uh, how far away am I? Like total distance? 30 feet along the ground, but then it's up in the air. Yeah, so it is 
It's not quite 45 feet. I'd say it's like 40 feet away. Well, actually, it occupies a large square, so it's it's still 30 feet because of how big it is. Earth. That's how much I need it. I am going to do an energy ray. I haven't done one in a while, but... Okay, this is against my touch. It is against your touch. Uh, and we didn't hear any issues with any sort of energy, so... Just don't cast an energy ray made out of poison or diseases. Yeah, no, I guess, I mean, why not just, uh... I I like the idea of an acid energy ray. Or don't get a natural one on your (laughs) touch Touch attack ray. Don't do that either. Uh, no, I got a natural 15 plus 15 for 30. That'll hit. Was, was that acceptable, Steve? <laughs> I'm very glad, yes. <laughs> Great job. We're proud of you. This was Yahtzee. I would have gotten a full house. Um, got three threes and two fours for a 17 points of acid. All right. It's the creature's turn. It's going to move another 20 feet. That should put it right above Air Bear. And it's going to bite at Air Bear. You know what? I'm going to turn Power Attack on. <laughs> Let's see. You know what? Fuck that. I think that made me miss. 25. <laughs> Hold on. I, I need to turn off my, uh, my load. Oh, yeah. Smart. <laughs> yes, you have discharged the load to Matoon Bay. And it made a baby. Absolutely. Hate you guys. He's no longer a load-bearing rat. That's very good. I think that's very funny. (laughs) What's your dexterity bonus to AC? Six. Okay, your AC should be three higher. It is at 25. Meets beats! Gotcha, bitch! So close. Min damage. 14 damage. Yeah, so a medium load. I guess for the people that care. (laughs) No, we need to break this down. <laughs> it reduces your dex bonus to plus three. So if your normal dexterity bonus to AC was a plus six, it is capped at a plus three with a medium load. So your dexterity, if it's like a 22 while you're under a medium load, it would be a 25 normally. Good to know. Fun stuff. That out of the way. It's Freya's <laughs> turn. <laughs> This creature just got real close, so she can shoot it with her crossbow. I think it's still far enough away. It's far enough away where you don't think it would be able to reach you. You're using a bow, not a crossbow, right? Yes, a long bow. Unless you want to use your gun. Well, see, the problem with the gun is I don't get as many attacks. Yeah, but it targets touch AC. Yeah. Good creature. That would be nice, but her bow is out right now, and... I mean, that thing is a little evil. The king in yellow just wants you to use the gun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The large die is going to be at my lowest. (gasps) My lucky die rolled a natural 20. I want to see if that confirms. Per chance, have I used... A swift action this round, I would argue no I have not. <laughs> I don't yeah. you have. So, with an immediate action, Matumbe says, get a girl. <laughs> yes. Ooh, plus four. It could be a hefty bow crit. It could be. The next three crit. No. Oh, no. Plus four. It's 
Only a 21. 21 does not come uh, uh, it's still a hit. Then I have a 26. Hit. All right. An 18, which is not going to hit. Nope. And then a 24. Beats. Beats. Woo. Man, I was so close. All right. Well, that's still three hits, so that's not bad. It's like a critical. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Forty points of damage. Good stuff. This black blood drips from its spot on the ceiling from all these arrows piercing it. And drips onto Air Bear. Oh. It's Matumbe's turn. Is the child awake? The child is conscious. Yes, and right. crying now. So Matumbe looks down into the eyes of this child. It, it, Matumbe is a father. He has three children. And he looks down into this this child's eyes and says, I will protect you, my child. You are safe in my arms. And by saying that, what he's going to do is take a standard action to total defense. Bump that AC a little bit and then get out of there. So he's going to move... 15 feet away to get outside of this Gug's reach. I'm sure it's going to take an AOO, but I'm completely surrounded by my allies. My AC is pretty high, even without my shield. Total defense is a standard, right? Correct. Okay, just want to make sure. Yep. So that was just a standard and a move. Damn. Uh, He's still got power attack on. That's a 33. Surrounded by three of my allies and total defense without my shield. My AC is a 32. Oh, buddy. 19 oh on the die. I was I was sure. Had <laughs> a roll real high. All right, whatever. He's going to take a slash at him. Whatever. Sure, that is 15 points of damage. So Matumbe, like, huddles this kid kind of like a, a football player running with the ball and starts running away, and this thing maybe slashes across, like, the back of his shoulders. He rears up, roars in pain, but keeps running. Uh just bunny hops over Eclipse <laughs> just to get this kid out of danger. He does a Heisman over That's Eclipse. Right. <laughs> does a full round off. <laughs> oh boy. Air Bear, you are up. Alright, we know that this thing has combat reflexes. We do know that. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess my best option is to... Yeah, I think I have to eat the AOO in order to use the magical device. Well, it's a standard action to use a magical device. You could acrobatics away and still get out of its reach and then use the device if you wanted to. The only issue is if you do that, there's the potential it stops your movement if you fail. I will just eat the AOO then. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make sure to get Matumbe's shield inside this wall of force. That is a miss, my friend, with a dirty 19. Thank goodness. All right, the shield is just barely outside. (laughs) Just barely. Just barely. You... So, I mean, this thing is on the ceiling. Air Bear tumbles away after being slashed at and probably is more like lying on the ground after dodging this and device in in hand just 
pointed in the general direction. You know where the business end is, and Horace, like, fashioned a big red button. (laughs) You punch it, and you just hear it go... And this wall of force slides down across the passage, uh, and steam starts coming out of the device. It kind of breaks, and as this wall comes up, the gug's just like, and then silence as the wall cuts it off. I'm feeling generous today. Hair card for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for remembering a very cool custom item I put in here. Yeah. I honestly did not think we were ever going to use that. I also didn't think we would. Ooh, it is a good hero card. And quite fitting, actually. The survivor. Hmm. So it is a uh, battered, beaten uh, warrior with... Could be a his or her. Uh, shield and sword on the ground. Uh, sitting on a throne with multiple bandages on and uh, gold around this throne, but also uh, being served and cared for by what looks to be ghosts. Mm. Yeah, it's like the greenish ghosts from Return of the King. Mm -hmm. They're all serving this guy that survived, this guy or Gale. Well, you have 12 rounds. That's what a wall of force does. Works for rounds per level. This one happens to be the equivalent of a caster level 12. And for all intents and purposes, you're out of combat. Woo! As the Gug Savant silently snarls at you from across the wall of force, like paws at it with its weird forearms and then contorts itself down the passageway. You just like, if you could hear it, you think it would just snap and crack I don't know. as it slides past the rocks and back into its lair. I think I need you guys to finish your drinks. We'll see you next week. All right. All right. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.